in Carbondale, 457-2292. Support comes from Changing Seasons Landscape Center in Marion. The indoor growing shop at Changing Seasons on Route 13 features supplies for both soil and hydroponic growing. Specialty soils include Fox Farms Ocean Forest, made from earthworm castings, bat guano, peat moss, crab and shrimp meal, as well as Happy Frog Mycorrhiza Mix, and Michigan-made M3 Mix with a four-month fertilizer. Changing Seasons also offers hydroponic supplies, including hydrogen clay pebbles, Clonex, rock wool and net pots, and cloning chambers. Changing Seasons Landscape Center on Route 13 in Marion by the airport, 618-997-6897, or online at changingseasonslandscape.com. Support for WDBX comes from AES Solar, hosting an open house March 20th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at their new location on 1804 Supply Road in Carterville, with a ribbon cutting at 1220. The AES Solar Open House, Monday, March 20th. More information online at aessolar.com or by phone, 618-988-0888. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again 17 years i'd still be able to have this promo memorized yeah you almost made it this time (laughs) you got to the circle let's see wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of mother earth you are listening to your community spirit this is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are live, local. Local, locale. And local. in your face, I mean your ear hole, about things that are f- making the world fall apart. Yeah. Right? The, so happy times. The Arctic is warm again because, well, of course it is. <laughs> it's the end of the world. It's yeah. the story that's starting to write itself. Incredibly mild air is surging into the Arctic again, cranking up the heat as melt season gets underway. Mild weather has been the norm month after month for a while now. now. It's funny how they call it mild weather. You know, for us, it feels mild. For the Arctic, it's like extreme heat, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there it's like 30 degrees higher than normal, Yeah, which means it's above freezing in the winter when that's not supposed to happen. It's the arctic circle yeah it's the north be cold it's just okay um but while these stories have become an almost monthly fixture make no mistake it is extremely abnormal to be repeatedly blitzed by temperatures of normal and the impacts are reshaping the region the latest incursion of unseasonally warmth will see temperatures rocket as high as 54 degrees to wrap up wrap up the end of March and last into early April. The biggest anomalies will swirl around the Russian coast, an area where cracks in the sea ice are already forming. Warm air will also spill over Alaska and across the Beaufort Sea. Temperatures will average 5 to 7 degrees above normal for the Arctic as a whole. The mild weather and ice loss getting headlines now will likely become commonplace fairly soon. Research has shown that unless carbon emissions are curtailed, the Arctic could start having ice-free summers within the next two decades. Wait a second. I'll be alive. Yeah, we'll be My alive. My actions will affect things, and I will still be alive around to... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and we'll be telling the, the little ones, like, when I was your age, there used to be ice in the Arctic, even in the summer. And it won't be true anymore. 
so let's see. We have that's what's going on in the Arctic. In other news, Trump's executive order. I was going to say in other Arctic news. Other Arctic news. Cold. Other chilling news. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trump's executive order. Oh, that's his order. <laughs> that one's got Padilla upset. Todd. He's ordered more fossil fuels, regardless of climate change. President Donald Trump signed an executive order on Tuesday calling on every federal agency to loosen the regulatory reins on fossil fuel industries, the most significant declaration of the administration's intent to retreat from action on climate change. You know, because he's sort of, he's had this blustery rhetor rhetoric, but this is one of his most uh, clear, significant declarations on the issue. Is Buster Torque a nice way of saying it? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. That's a, a radio-friendly way of saying it. Trump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, videos got ways of saying it, too, apparently. <laughs> Trump directed all departments to identify and target for elimination any rules that restrict U.S. production of energy. Uh, and he set guidance to make it more difficult to put regulations in place on coal, oil, and natural gas industries. So at a time when these industries are causing pollution that is melting ice in the Arctic, unprecedented, it's going to screw kill. up the whole climate, kill a lot of people. Killing the kids with that asthma and, you know, yeah. coughing out their lungs. Yep. He's saying, well, why restrict that? Let's have more of that, not less, to paraphrase. <laughs> so the, the White House sought to frame the executive order on promoting energy independence and economic growth as an all-of-the-above energy policy. Which it should be noticed, both parties have used this all-of-the-above rhetoric uh, to promote fossil fuels. Here's a quote. We're looking at deposits of coal, looking at nuclear, looking at renewables, all of it, end quote, said a senior administrative official in a briefing. They don't say who it is, just, <laughs> just like... But the primary aim is clearly to unleash fossil fuel development by undoing the policies that President Barack Obama put in place to curb the nation's carbon emissions. Trump's executive order steered clear of whether the U.S. will remain a party to the Paris Climate Agreement. The White House has not yet made the, a decision, the official said. But getting climate policies as the executive order seeks to do would make the U.S. obligation under the treaty virtually impossible to meet. It would also put in jeopardy the landmark agreement's goal of keeping the global temperature increase below 2 degrees Celsius. Trump specifically ordered the Environmental Protection Agency to initiate a review of the Clean Power Plan. The Obama administration's signature climate initiative to slash carbon pollution from coal plants. Now, isn't this, this is the signature climate agreement from Obama, but didn't he do it in the last, like, couple months before he left office? Yeah, it it well, wasn't I mean, like, you know, he did it in the eight years before. Yeah, it says that Trump to have a legacy that's climate-related. Yeah. So that's probably half the reason why Trump's wanting to undo it is just to be petty. <laughs> The process of repealing that regulation, which is currently under a stay by the Supreme Court, could take years. But even as that battle wins its way through the process, Trump's order will have a potentially sweeping impact by immediately rescinding a series of Obama executive orders that embedded consideration of climate change into all major decisions by the federal government. The repeal of U.S. climate policy 
efforts is sure to fire up environmental activists and scientists who gathered in protest outside EPA headquarters and were planning a rally in front of the White House later in the day. They are also organizing two significant marches on Washington, D.C. in late April. What is that, the, the climate march and the march for science? Yeah, and both of those are having local marches here. It's the April 22nd is the March for Science, and April 29th is the People's Climate March. Um, isn't that like Earth Day? That's like Earth Week? Yeah, it's like Earth Week. The, the March for Science is actually on Earth Day itself, and then the People's Climate March is the following Saturday. So, like, basically a week of marching. Yeah. Marching from... <laughs> if you want to keep marching the whole week for the climate, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, too. march <laughs> for science to the climate. Yeah. Quote, This is an all-out assault on the protections we need to avert climate catastrophe, said Rhea, president of the Natural, Natural Resources Defense Council. It's a senseless betrayal of all our n- national interests and its short-sighted attempt to undermine American clean energy leadership, end quote. So, activists hope that the cl- People's Climate March set for April 29th recreates their success in bringing 400,000 people into the streets of New York during the United Nations General Assembly in 2014. So, um, yes, if you look up locally, there is both uh, March for Science and um, climate, People's Climate March. Yeah, and one of my big hopes with the People's Climate March is that it'll help uh, mobilize people in southern Illinois, because I know there are a lot of people in southern Illinois who care about climate change, but there's often not any sort of big public discourse about it. You know, there are individuals who care, but there's not, like, big projects related to it or big movement stuff, but if, D- if you have a big climate march, then everyone will be together in one place and they can talk about the future. Just to do a little bit of, um, what is it, devil advocate, <laughs> is it very effective for everybody to drive to Washington, D.C. to march in a thing for <laughs> the climate? Yeah, well, that's part of the reason why I like seeing the local ones pop up. You know, it's, it's great if you do get a big turnout in D.C. I mean, that does show something, but my my vision for especially climate-related marches is to have a bunch of local ones and use video to record them, and you sort of use technology to string them all together into one big march. Well, that's what um, every year the climate reality, um, they do the 24 hours of you know reality. And so they have events all over the world, um, not simultaneously, but basically an hour apart. So you can watch online... And so you can watch, like, the New York one, one hour, and then, I don't know, Chicago the next hour, and then, you know, San Francisco the next hour. And so you can basically watch for 24 hours, you know, marches and concerts and speakers all over the world. Yeah. So it's the 24 hours of reality. Once a year that comes out. So this march could be, like, the 24 hours of, like, climate, you know. What's a week? What are you talking about? You're just trying to... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've been more involved locally in organizing the People's Climate March, so my mind is always on that one. But like, it is a whole week of, you know, climate-related stuff. Climate change skeptic. Aren't they called the denialist? Yeah. Group um, seeks to influence 200,000 teachers. 25,000 science teachers opened their mailboxes this month and found a package from the Heartland Institute 
we actually received a packet from the Heartland Institute once, hmm. and I, I thought it was like le- a legitimate study about climate. And so yeah. I started reading it, and I was like, "Wait a You're second! Like, Wait a minute!" <laughs> I mean, it took some like really reading in it to realize that this was a complete. Anyway. Yeah. Well, they're one of the ones that intentionally do like stylistic design too, where they make this slick brochure that looks like it could be produced by you know the IPCC instead of the. I forget what their. I think their acronym is NIPCC. They've got like a, a anti climate change. Not the yeah. IPCC. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, they're a libertarian think tank that rejects the scientific consensus on climate change. Again, we have received a report from them in our mailbox here at the station for your community spirit. So, what these 25,000 science teacher responses, organizations, scientists disagree about as well as a DVD rejecting the human role in climate change and arguing that instead that rising temperatures have been caused primarily by natural phenomenon. The material will be sent to additional 25,000 teachers every two weeks until every public school science teacher in the nation has a copy. Heartland President and CEO Joseph Bast said in an interview last week, If so, the campaign would reach more than 200,000 K-12 through science teachers. The Heartland Initiative dismisses multiple studies showing scientists are in near unanimous agreement that humans, you know, unanimous means that they all agree. There's like, you know, 999 out of 1,000 scientists agree that humans are changing the climate. Even if human activity is contributing to climate change, the book argues, it, quote, would probably not be harmful because many areas of the world would benefit from or adjust to climate change, end quote. The campaign elicited immediate derision from the National Center for Science Education, a nonprofit in Oakland, California, that monitors climate change education in classrooms. Quote, it's not science, but it's dressed up to look like science, said the executive director. It's clearly intended to confuse teachers, end quote. Yeah, because like you said, if they send you this official-looking packet and it, it's got a lot of facts and figures, you know. My, my friend, one of my friends who's a science teacher did say that they, they're hoping that the science teachers will just see it and have enough uh, knowledge to say, oh, this is obviously ridiculous, I'm not going to use it in my classroom. But I'm sure Hardline Institute is counting on the fact that there's going to be that 5 or 10% who are like, yeah, this is something kind of science-related. I'll just toss it into my classroom. It saves me the work of doing another lesson plan. Uh, so if if it's only five or ten of sending it to all science teachers in the U.S., that's going to be a huge number of students who gets the wrong information. I mean, the the issue is it's too early to know how the materials will be used because there aren't any uniform standards for teaching climate change. Yeah. And the subject has caused rigorous debate debate in some states. Even when it is taught, it's what's behind the classroom door is, of course, usually up to the teacher. Yeah. Well, and that's (coughs) one of the possible positives that could come out of this is it could start dialogue about how exactly do we teach climate science in uh, science classrooms? Like, we don't want to teach it the Heartland Institute way of presenting false information, but then how exactly do we teach it? Well, I mean, there has to be a discussion. The campaign comes at a time when Heartland's influence on national climate policy is at its apex. Uh, 
Myron Ebel, a leading climate change skeptic and a longtime ally of the Heartland Institute, ran President Donald Trump's transition efforts for the Environmental Protection Agency. That process led to the appointment of climate change skeptic Scott Pruitt as administrator of the EPA. Pruitt, a former Oklahoma attorney general, has publicly questioned the scientific consensus around climate change and has brought in like-minded officials who support dismantling policies that curb fossil fuel emissions. So... They're talking about Miami, so we should talk a little bit about your book again. I don't know if you know this, but Tree Song wrote a book as if climate change came to Miami and essentially wiped it out because that's on the schedule. Yeah, and it makes for exciting fiction, but part of the hope of people who still live in Miami is to avoid that future. So here we have... Meet the Fixer. This climate organizer works on the front lines in Miami. Some kids dream of being a movie star or an astronaut, but not Karina Costello. Quote, Hurricane Andrew hit when I was six, and it changed who I was, she said of the historical storm that devastated a swath of South Florida near where her family lived. She decided right then to become a hurricane forecaster. Wow. The youngest daughter of Niger- uh, Nigerian, Nicaraguan immigrants, Costello pursued her dream with the intensity of the storms that fascinated her, earning two meteorological degrees at the University of Miami, then working at NOAA, what, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Agency? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't stumble over saying that at all. Yeah, you got it. And it doesn't even say it here. I knew what the acronym meant. I hate acronyms. And the Miami-Dade County Office of Emergency Management. But the young scientist soon made an important discovery. Quote, I didn't want to sit behind a computer and program models, she says. I knew I could help communicate science to the public. End quote. Yeah, and that's, I've known people who have studied all the the modeling and the science and all that. And it's a very difficult study, so it's uh, encouraging to hear about that and encouraging to hear someone with that background getting into the communications aspect. After a stint developing climate curricula at the Miami-based, I guess, CLEO, C-L-E-O Institute, she took a job with Moms Clean Air Force. I want to say task force, but it just says Moms Clean Air Force, a national coalition of parents and caretakers fighting climate change and air pollution. Costello is now the point of contact for Florida's nearly 100,000 Moms Clean Air Force members, guiding them through meetings with policymakers, media appearances, and other climate and clean air advocacy work. She also conducts national Latino outreach for the group, work she's eager to ramp up in 2017. Quote, In the Latino community, the ideas of legacy and conservation are really important, says Costello. When you talk about protecting children, the mama bear comes out of people, and it's an unstoppable force, end quote. This is the climate organizer who works on the front lines of Miami, the fixer. And in other news, we have some solar news. 
Solar Surge. World smashes renewable energy records yet again. Now, we mentioned something similar to this about national uh, solar performance, but this one's about global. Global renewable energy capacity increased by 161 gigawatts last year. Gigawatts, setting, gigawatts, 161 gigawatts. gigawatts. Setting a new development record for the sector, according to the International Renewable Energy Agency. The Abu Dhabi-based agency estimated that the total installed renewable energy capacity topped 2,000 gigawatts for the first time late last year, reaching 2,006 of installed capacity thanks to a surge in solar deployments last year. The figures from the group's Renewable Energy Capacity Statistics 2017 report confirm renewable energy capacity grew 8.7% last year, with almost half the total coming from solar projects. A record 71 gigawatts of new solar energy was deployed as costs continued to fall across the sector. Meanwhile, 51 gigawatts of wind capacity was added last year, alongside 30 gigawatts of hydropower, 9 gigawatts of bioenergy, and just under 1 gigawatt of geothermal. So the, the summary of all of those gigawatts is that it's a lot of renewable energy. We are witnessing, quote, we are, well, this is a quote. We are witnessing an energy transformation taking hold around the world. And this is reflected in another year of record-breaking additions and new renewable energy capacity, said the Director General of the International Renewable Energy Agency in a statement. This growth in deployment emphasized the increasing strong business case for renewables which have multiple socioeconomic benefits in terms of fueling economic growth, creating jobs, and improving human welfare and the environment. So, although it's good news, he warned that the pace of development is still not fast enough for the world to meet its agreed decarbonization targets. Accelerating this momentum will require additional investment in order to move decisively towards decarbonizing the energy sector and meet climate objectives, he said, adding that the new data was nonetheless an encouraging sign that there is much to do and we are on the right path. Solar is on the rise, just like the sun. <laughs> so we have some holidays coming up. We have Friday is Bunsen Burner Day and National Clam on the Half Shell Day and World Backup Day. Now, I haven't looked this one up, but I'm going to assume this means backing up your data day, which is something people often take for granted. You should do it before April Fool's Day and someone messes with you and wipes stuff, huh? Yeah, maybe that's why they scheduled it for March 31st. But yeah, Saturday is April Fool's Day and International Fun at Work Day. Children's Book Day and National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day and Reconciliation Day. Monday, Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun Day. Tweed Day, World Party Day. Coming up is Hug a Newsman Day, Walk Around Things Day, School Librarian Day, Tell a Lie Day, and World Rat Day. Hmm. Now, hopefully, work is fun every day. If it's not, then you get at least have one day of fun at work. So we've also got, the, well, it's the start of April. April snuck up on us already. So what? There, <laughs> April is starting tomorrow. That's a, You're fooling me, right? Yeah, April Fools. <laughs> so it's National Humor Month, International Guitar Month, Keep America Beautiful Month. Uh, there are all these months here. Oh, National Poetry Month, that's one near and dear to my heart. 
Uh, there's Stress Awareness Month, and here's another one with a lot of events going on locally, the Sexual Assault Awareness Month. All of this coming up in April. Also coming up in April, the WDBX Spring Friendship Drive, otherwise known as Awesome Week. Yes, Awesome Week. DBX will be having local music in studio all week long. For the complete week, go to wdbx.org slash awesome week. That's awesome week for the more sedentary people. Yes. And then tune in as often as you can to hear all of the awesome and show your support for the Friendship Drive. Now, I'm excited about this both for the sake of the Friendship Drive supporting the radio station and for the sake of all of this awesome live music going on here. There's going to be karaoke one night, I heard. Yeah, there might even be one of the DJs you know from Friday mornings at karaoke. Oh, really? Yeah, a Friday morning eco show. It's one of the DJs you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be me. That narrows it down a little bit. <laughs> just like yeah, I've done karaoke like twice, but it was when I was out of the country. Yeah, and I'm always was, I'm uh, always torn with karaoke to try for something that I can actually kind of nail and impress people, or something that's just gonna be so ridiculous that it's just fun and silly. Yes, exactly what I do. I I try for something that I think I can sing and be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. So we'll definitely have more on that next week, but stay tuned to hear all the great music and speakers. WDBX.org slash Awesome Week. Also, 11 Days for Compassion, April 1st through the 11th. 11 Days for Compassion features community-wide programs exploring compassion, constructive communication, restorative practice, and diversity. The complete 11 Days for Compassion schedule features 37 programs exploring compassion, dialogue, conflict resolution, and embracing diversity in our community. If you would like <coughs> if you would like the link to the schedule, it is on the nonviolentcarbondale.org website or you could send an email to us info at your community spirit and we well yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah. And we will mail you, email you, the calendar, everything we talk about. Yeah, and there are so many events happening with that that you've got to see the whole calendar to believe it. There's only 37. <laughs> it's not that many. Yeah. So also coming up, we have the Solar Knowledge for Beginners. That's living off the grid, really. That's somebody we know teaches that class, don't they? <laughs> It's coming up on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. over at John A. Logan. I might know that it's 9 to 4. Oh, is it 9 to 4? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I, um, I'm going to show up at 9. Well, you I'll show would, up at 8 because I set up. <laughs> yeah. This you is know a better than whatever spot I found it in. Yeah. Um, if you would like more information about this class, uh, 618-893-1717. It is tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 4 at H Building... 123 on Johnny Logan campus and um, this particular part, section of the class is about how solar systems all electrically hook together also coming up April 1st at noon at the town square pavilion peace and justice vigil what does compassion look like the peace coalition of southern Illinois fellowship of reconciliation monthly peace and justice vigil Saturday, April 1st, will help kick off Nonviolent Carbondale's 11 Days for Compassion 2017. The vigil will be held from noon until 1 at the corner of Maine and Illinois 
at the Townscore Pavilion in Carbondale. Appropriate signs will be provided. The public is invited to attend. And, of course, attendees are encouraged to bring their own signs. The vigil will have the theme, What Does Compassion Look Like? Also coming up, there's the All People's Walk on Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Lord of the Peace Park. It's an opportunity to do a labyrinth walk with a, a All People's Walk 11 Days for Compassion theme. And we've got a lot of happenings coming up in coming weeks, but one more for the this coming week is the Transportic Playground Sexual Assault Awareness. It's on Tuesday at 8 p.m. at Gaia House. The Transportic Playground is collaborating with the Women's Center to have a special poetry night for, special, uh, for sexual assault awareness on Tuesday, April 4th at 8 p.m. And, of course, mark your calendar for next Friday for the sale to end world hunger and in the evening WDBX presents Blues and Brews at the Varsity Center. Yeah, they're having a great week of the Friendship what, Drive. We and just forgot something. What did we forget? The election. Oh, yeah, the election. We talked about it before that. We were not going to forget to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, I'm glad you remembered. I forgot. <laughs> just like, but the election's coming up next week on Tuesday, the local city elections. Now, statistics, interesting statistics. There are 14,000 registered voters in the Carbondale area, but at the presidential election, only 5,000 voted. And then at the last local election, only 1,300 around voted. So that means that your vote counts bigly, bigly yeah. locally. If you went to the courthouse and vote, which is what I plan to do because I don't like standing in line, or you can go next Tuesday to all the dozens of places.